0: Joining you from our headquarters in Madison, Wisconsin, USA, this is Callie with Let's Be Frank, a Franklin Fueling Systems podcast for anyone wanting to learn about all things petroleum equipment. In this series, we will chat about how regulations are affecting our industry and how our products and installation services can help us create efficiencies for fueling systems. Welcome, everyone. We are going to learn about our brand new corrosion control system. I am here with Leon Schuster, our senior product manager for our submersible pumping systems, and he is going to explain all about why we made the corrosion control system and how it works. Welcome. Welcome, Kelly. <laughs> all right. What does corrosion control system mean? High level. Where is it in the system in the underground site as well?
1: For Franklin Fueling Systems, corrosion control means a number of different products. Um, Initially, it started with our advanced protection submersible turbine pump, combating corrosion in the ultra-low sulfur diesel tank, as well as corrosion in the high ethanol content tank sumps. Um, That's grown to a a few adjacent products uh, dealing with those same problems uh, at a different level. We've added a water separator system to deal with more of the water at the tank bottom of the diesel system. We've added a desiccant pack to deal with water in the tank sump, the humidity. And um, we're soon to come out with a corrosion detection sensor that will monitor both of those locations for corrosive atmospheres.
0: So this system is more than just one thing. It's this entire, all these pieces and elements that make up this corrosion prevention, protection, control system.
1: Correct. It's the evolution from the submersible mitigating corrosion on the submersible itself where most of the tension was initially from our voice of customer to now more of a holistic system-wide options to protect more than just the submersible across the system.
0: Okay. So obvious question, but why did we make it? And what does corrosion look like? In an underground fueling system.
1: Well, again, if we go back to advanced protection, what um, the the pictures that I'm sure a lot of people have seen were about more about surface corrosion, about corrosion on the column pipe in the ultra low sulfur diesel tank, and surface corrosion on the manifold and the leak detector inside of a, a gasoline tank sump are. Um, you know, we combated that with advanced protection by selecting materials and and coatings that could stand up to that. But um, then we had another round of a voice of customer that came back and said, "Well, that's great, but what about the rest of my system?" And as we looked into that, corrosion um, specifically in the diesel tank goes beyond just that corrosion on the components in the ullage of a ultra low sulfur diesel tank. It goes beyond um, just the submersible and it, it goes up into the system and probably even more importantly, we see that water and acid that we're trying to keep off the bottom of the diesel tank with our water separator getting up into the product path. And we see that on um, the inside of our SDP manifold cover, Um, We have reports of it within shear valves upstream. um, And so that means the whole system really is at risk at that point.
0: So like from the submersible itself, the corrosion is basically traveling throughout the entire system and into – could it like eventually go into a customer's vehicle? Uh, Sure, what is the – what is really like – why is this a problem then? Like, okay, yeah, it's corroded, but if it still works, it still works.
1: Yeah, it's – again, it's about – um, the theory that we followed that really the the accelerated corrosion was a result of microbes eating ethanol and there's definitely signs of ethanol contamination in diesel. Clearly, there are higher and higher levels of ethanol in the gasoline, and as the microbes ate the ethanol, they discharge acetic acid, and that acetic acid is much heavier than the fuels, but it. And so that's why we're trying to collect it off the bottom of the diesel tank. Um, But as you have fills, as as you have other events, mixing that up into the fuel, now it can go upstream, like I said, into the submersible, into the pipeline, into shear valves, ultimately into customers' tanks, um, probably at a relatively low level. But as it hangs out during the non-fueling times, in a shear valve, in a manifold, it it starts to create corrosion in those areas that can result in other issues.
0: Like what? What other issues? What could be like one of the worst case scenarios or one of the most likely scenarios that we see?
1: Well, I think most likely we're talking about corrosion happening on those metallic surfaces and that corrosion breaking free, even if it's the, the small kind of what we call coffee ground kind of corrosion Getting into filters, getting into meters, even potentially getting into nozzles, and 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 at a minimum, being in a service event. At at a worst case scenario, being maybe a, a leak point that um, that could be a bad situation for our customers.
0: Yeah, it could, so it can cause like a catastrophic event almost.
1: Um, it it could build up to the point of a catastrophic event. That's correct.
0: I've also heard that, like. So when I think of like corroded things and like when I think of like my bike, for example, when it gets all rusty and nasty, like it doesn't, it starts to like work slower and less like I can't pedal as fast as I want. Or is that kind of similar? Like things just aren't working as well as they should be and it takes more effort to get things to work or?
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair analogy. I mean, uh, again, if if corrosion is starting to build up on the inside of a shear valve, Is it going to react as quickly as it needs to when it's time for it to do its job? Um, Is it building up inside of filters and slowing down the flow, like trying to slow you down, pedaling your bike? Sure. Um, All those, I think those are fair analogies.
0: Okay. So, all right. We know why, what causes it, why it happens, and why we made it. How does it work? Well, the desiccant pack, we have a sensor, new sensor coming out, submersible pump. And then the fuel water separator, you're talking about water being sucked up from the bottom. Let's break it all down.
1: Yeah. uh, Again, let's start with advanced protection. Really, the thought form there was to select materials that were um, immune uh, to a large degree from the corrosive atmosphere. So that acetic acid gets onto standard steel products and corrodes it very quickly. So we pull those out and replaced them with stainless steel. Um, we got rid of the the standard painted surfaces, which are porous, um, and replaced them with coatings that would be impervious to the, uh, the corrosive atmosphere getting in behind it and causing the castings to corrode. Now, the water separator system is more about removing those, that water and acid from the bottom of the tank before it can get somewhere else and and cause a, a problem so um, but both of them are really um, wh- whether it's the desiccant or the water separator are really trying to combat um, what any living organism needs um, whether it be us or a m- microbe we need air we need water and we need something to eat and again when they're eating ethanol they're discharging that acetic acid. And that's what's causing that accelerated corrosion. So we can't really get rid of the ethanol because it's a big part of gasoline products today. Right. And and it just inherently comes with every load of diesel to some level. Um, we can't really get rid of the air. Um, there's ways to do it, but uh, the most effective way we think is to eliminate the water. So the desiccants, getting rid of that, that water humidity um, from building up to the point where microbes can thrive in a gasoline tank sump and the water separator is trying to eliminate that water and acid from the bottom of the tank again so it can't build up and, and cause problems throughout the system.
0: Sure. Diving deeper into how we remove the water, what was the thought process between behind creating that system and... How, how can someone install it? How, do they, how does it work? How do they know that water's being removed? When does water get removed?
1: Well, I, again, um, when the voice of customer came to us um, and said, what about the rest of our system? We originally went to some experts about fuels and filtration and said, um, what are your thoughts? And initially we tracked with, um, it's about the biofuels. And on the diesel side about biodiesel and biodiesel being friendly with water. And so emulsified water, water attached to the biodiesels coming in and, and, and allowing the microbes to thrive on, on that water source um, and that food source of, of the cross-contamination of ethanol. But as we, as we work through the system... Um, and through our research, we found out that really it's more about that free water at the bottom of the tank. So the way our system works is we use the submersible to drive a bit of flow through a what we call an adductor. It's a big venturi. Creates a vacuum on our vessel, through our vessel down to the bottom of the tank. And we've got a stinger that goes and, and, and is touching the bottom of the tank to get at that water and acid proactively, pull it up into our vessel And again, uh, that water and acid is relatively much heavier than diesel fuel, so we're just separating it out. There's no element, no filters, no um, ongoing expense other than to empty that water out of that vessel. And the vessel's being monitored um, by a couple of sensors that are being controlled by the EVO tank gauge. Um, To control the whole system, to know it's working properly when you need to empty the vessel and if there's anything else going on with the system to make sure that once you install it, um, you can effectively, proactively pull that water and acid off the bottom of the system and keep keep the system from becoming a corrosive atmosphere.
0: Sure. So understanding that correctly, we got it's separate from your submersible pump. There's no water coming up on your submersible, ideally. But we're creating vacuum that pulls water from the bottom of the tank into this vessel, this extra space that keeps water away from all the rest of the fuel and separates it out from any other remaining fuel that's in, that gets sucked up as well.
1: Correct. We're, the only thing we're using the submersible for is to drive a little bit of flow to create a vacuum okay. uh, in a totally separate source so that 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 dirty fuel water acid from the bottom of the tank is not going through our submersible and creating a different surface event. It's only being, it's being totally isolated to our water separator system um, and being collected in that, in that stainless steel vessel uh, so that we're, we we have the submersible there to do its normal job delivering clean fuel to the system. Mm -hmm. And we've got the water separator to proactively pull that water and acid off the bottom of the system.
0: Sure. Who tells the submersible to turn on to begin the filtration process?
1: The Evo tank gauge tells the system to turn on, and it turns on uh, for two different reasons. One, um, and on every delivery, we're going to have the Evo tell the water separator it's time to go try to pull water off the bottom of the system because... With every delivery, there might be water that comes in with that delivery that we need to evacuate from the bottom of the tank. Um, And then to make sure that we can keep up with any water that builds in the bottom of the tank every night during a non-peak time, we'll run the system as well. And that's all controlled by the EVO and the, the conditions within the EVO to tell the system that I saw a delivery time to run or it's that time of night I need to run again.
0: Okay. Makes sense. Pretty easy to just set up once, or do you have to every day tell it to turn on?
1: No, the conditions will be the rules that tell the Evo um, how to control the system and when to control the system. It's as simple as that.
0: Nice. How would someone add this to their site if they already have an up-and-running site, or is this meant for new sites only?
1: No, it's meant for new and retrofit sites. Um, we've done a number of retrofit installations. Um, really, it takes a little bit of a a site survey to make sure whether you have access to a four-inch bung for that stinger to go down to the bottom of the tank and for the return of that that of flow that's driving our our vacuum. Um, and then space for the vessel to fit in, in the tank sump, sure. um, in that diesel tank sump, as well as then to make sure that we've got conduits that we can connect up those two sensors in the IS in the low voltage conduits as well as um, wiring for our solenoid to open and close and drive that system based on those conditions from the EVO.
0: Who would be the most beneficial to receive this?
1: Um, I I think um, really most of our test sites and most of our experience has been with kind of a, a, a middle marketer who has Maybe some auto diesel at their islands. Maybe uh, a small side diesel, um, doing you know four hundred, five hundred thousand gallons a year of diesel, um, getting deliveries maybe once a week. Um, those seem to be the systems that we've got the most experience with, and and that give it time to drop the the water out and give us a chance to collect it before it can create problems in the system.
0: Sure. Do we have any proof that it works?
1: Uh, we have, um, we've collected water in just about every system that we've installed this with. We've got uh, visual evidence, again, that in the product path, the manifold cover, the check valve spring, those types of of what I would call coupons. Uh, we put them on clean. And if we're not, uh, we're not effectively removing the water, you'll see those corrode. Um, one of our test side is a split tank. We're getting deliveries from exactly the same truck, from the same rack, the same fuel. Um, one side being protected by a water separator, the other side not being protected by a water separator. And in the side that's not being protected, we start to see that water and acid start to build up in the bottom of the tank. We start to see corrosion on those coupons. And on the other side of the system, when we bottom sample it, it's perfectly clean and the uh, the components are clean telling us that we're effectively, proactively keeping that system from from corroding.
0: It's awesome. It's a yeah. game changer against corrosion.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> should be.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you, Leon.
1: Thanks, Kelly.